everyone and welcome to another beer review now today we're doing a beer for Christmas Eve and I was thinking what type of beer should I do for Christmas Eve and I thought well there's a type of beer that I do like and it's one of my favorite styles of beer and I was thinking well why don't I have one of them for New Year's Eve and it's a nice little kind of starter for the Christmas period. So, if people haven't realised, I'm up in Scotland. I'd said in previous videos that I'm up here to kind of sort my uh, dad's kind of uh, estate out and sort out his house and things like that because unfortunately he passed away. And uh, I've tried, I've done some other videos so far. They'll be going out between Christmas and New Year. They were more kind of christmas style beers or more kind of winter style beers that i'll be totally honest um not that great so that's why i thought i don't really want to put them kind of before christmas i'll put them in between because they're just they were just a disappointment but oh well such is life so today we're going to do a yorkshire bitter oh yes because i do like yorkshire but i like bitters in general um, they're one of my favourites and Yorkshire bitters are, are probably my favourite out of all the types of kind of bitter, traditional bitters, just because they have a bit of more bitter edges, there's a bit more robust flavour with them. Um, the ones you get down south, they usually can be a little bit lighter, especially in the back end. But uh, yeah, so this is basically powered by beer, so it's Elkley Brewery, and this is Joshua Jane, it's 3.7%, again I'll put more of the details down below. Now is there anything on here? Yorkshire Better, Yorkshire's Best, named after Mary Jane's suitor, representing everything great about traditional Yorkshire Better. Rich nut brown colour, and the soft caramel flavour is fused with our unique Hop character. God. There's something here about the malts, but there's no way I can read that. Oh God. <laughs> they've got pairing notes in this. That's not a good sign. But they've got malts and hops. I can't quite read because the light writing is so, so small. So I will basically put that down below because what I'm going to have to do is take a photograph of it and then enlarge it because even these glasses can't read that. That's just ridiculous. So it's brewed and bottled in England. And it's the Elkley Brewery Company in uh, Elkley, funny enough. There we go. And any other information on that? Well, it does say drink with casserole or blue cheese. Because <laughs> they're exactly the same. I mean, I've got to admit this. There's a matter of times I've been eating a casserole thinking, I could do some blue cheese with this. <laughs> Come on, seriously. It's just any old shit, isn't it, they put in the bottles? It really is. Any type of ingredients, anything really? No, it's just basically water, malted barley, oats, hops, yeast, that's it, nothing else. So, yeah, 3.7%, 500ml bottle. So, let's crack open and see what it's like. Oh, come on, trick. Here we go. And we'll see what we get. So yeah, I've been up in Scotland for a week. Um, 
Only problem is I was also doing work when I'm up here as well and work's gone a bit kind of weird because in the last five days I spent three of them in, in England. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway, that's just as how work sometimes goes about. But anyway, as we can do this, it's, it's a nice kind of reddish-brown colour. I wouldn't say amberish. There is an opaqueness to it. There is a bit of cloudiness to it. It's not completely clear. I can see my fingers through it, but there's a little bit of opaqueness to it. And uh, there's a bit of one finger head for people on the podcast. And it's just slightly off-white. Smell? Well, first thing I'm getting is hops. I'm getting some nice floral smells here. Get some nice malt and a bit of grain. Some people call it a biscuity malt smell. It's not biscuity because malt isn't biscuity. It's the grain that gives you that kind of biscuity, kind of digestive kind of smell. The malt doesn't give you that. The malt gives you kind of caramel tones and toffee tones and all this type of stuff. So it's all oh, biscuity malt. No, 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 it's rubbish. It is absolutely rubbish when you say that. If you're going to say it, do it properly. If you're not going to do it properly, then just shut up. You know, that, that's my kind of view. But yeah, I'm getting floral hops. I'm getting some green. And I'm getting that light kind of back end. It was a slightly kind of caramely malt. But you can also get a bit of sweetness. So you can smell as well. But overall, it's quite good. So let's see what it tastes like. <laughs> I'm a happy boy. I'm a happy boy. They're not mucking about with it. That's always the problem that was kind of frightening the case. Nowadays, you can go and buy something and it's got all the right kind of uh, messages on the label. Oh, it's this and it's that and it's wonderful and all that. And then you get it and you think, no... They've tried to be too smart. They've tried to be too, you know, too modern or tried to be too kind of groundbreaking and they've lost it. I mean, a good traditional beer should just be brewed like a good traditional beer. It's trying to get the best traditional flavours out of there without trying to kind of add stupid adjuncts or kind of silly concoctions. And from this, what I'm getting is I'm getting a nice bit of malt at the start with a bit of grain, nice little light sweetness, Moving on to the mid-tongue, you know, you're getting that kind of base flavours. You've got the grain, a bit of malt. You've got the frolness of the hops coming through in the mid-tongue. And then it's giving you a nice kind of bitterness at the end. Not a bad bitterness, not, you know, that type of bitterness. No, just a nice roof of the mouth bitterness. Not back of the throat sourness, but a nice roof of the mouth bitterness. And... Uh, it's nice to taste the beer that's just, well, it appreciates that there's a reason why these beers have been so popular over the years. While they've managed to kind of last the decades. The reason why is, is because they really are good beers. They are good recipes, they're nice flavours. They have a nice balance to them. And if done properly, well, let's be total honest, a good traditional beer done properly, especially... An English ale, 
some of the best beers in the world. People will go on about German and Czech and God knows what else and that and the Belgian beers. Well, let's be totally honest. A damn good, traditionally brewed, well brewed, with good ingredients, English ale, depending on what your preference is, it's some of the best beers in the world. And I think one of the biggest problems, especially in this country, is we don't appreciate it. Nowhere near enough. The Germans will wax lyrical about their beers. The Czechs will wax lyrical about their beers. The Belgians, oh, well, it's it's a fine art over there. It's more important than wine. Great, wonderful. But we don't really kind of, how would I say, is really support good beers here. And we don't appreciate them anywhere near enough. And we're too quick to basically jump in the bandwagon if media says this or the media says this beer's good or that beer's good from this country, then that's it. You know, it's got to be better than our beers. And we do tend to kind of uh, drop our panties and uh, show our private parts to to any other country's beers. Um, it's a bit of a strange analogy, I know, but, you know, we do tend to drop our panties and just kind of show everything off and hope for a bit of attention. And it's quite sad, in my view. But, yeah. It is a nice beer. Oh, I could have a right good session on that stuff. Not a problem at all. Like I said, it's one of the big problems is you buy a beer for review. You start reviewing it and you think, oh, bugger, I've only got one. So this is it. This is a highlight. You know, the review is a highlight. Because it would be nice to see cases, all right, I do this review and then I can go away and have a couple afterwards and just sit back, relax and enjoy them. But I can't because that's it. The one and only, as uh, Chesney Hawks used to say. Don't know why that came to my head, but anyway. But, yeah, this isn't one hit wonder. But, yeah, it's a nice beer, and uh, it's, got, it's got the flavour. And this is the thing. A lot of times with bitters that I find is there's not enough malt there, so it lacks a bit of body. The grain's going to be there to kind of balance it out. If there's not enough grain there, then it, it, the malt can become a bit kind of too sweet. And some of the flavours that you get from the malt just kind of push it in the wrong direction. So again, first of all, you've got to get the malt and the grain kind of balanced right. That, that's the first thing, especially at the front of the mouth. And it's a good start with this one. There's a good start to the front of the mouth. Nice little bit of caramel there from the malt. A good amount of grain and just a light sweetness there. And that just runs all the way through, that nice light sweetness. And like I say, when it moves on to the kind of uh, mid-tongue, the malt and the grain just slightly dissipate, just slightly lessen, um, so it does. But you're starting to get the, the hops kind of making an appearance and they are just getting, getting that fullness first. In the mid-tongue, you're getting more floral. You're getting a little sense of bitterness, but the main thing you're getting is the floralness, which is just quite nice because a nice level of hot floralness goes really well with some nice grain and malt flavours. It's as a kind of little triad going on there in the mid-tongue, and it just it works well. So you've now got a good start at the front of the mouth. You're getting a nice, pleasant, consistent mid-tongue. But as it moves to the end of the mid-tongue, you just start to kind of feel that these kind of uh, bitter accents are starting to kind of ramp up a bit. And yeah, you're getting that kind of nice bitter finish. Now they ramp up, but it's one of these ones in the roof of the mouth is 
you're actually basically swallowed and you're just getting this kind of slight kind of uh, accents of bitterness still on the roof of the mouth. And it's just nice. It gives you a slightly almost bitterness, but with a slightly creamy edge. Just a slightly kind of ever so slightly creamy edge to it. And it just really is very nice. And overall, I've tasted bitters where the floral's been too much, to the point as it's like it's, it, it tastes like it's been taste, you know, been made with rose water. It's just too floral, you know, the floralness is too much. I've had it where the the malt isn't enough, and it just gives you it's lacking body and it's kind of watery, or you get a good front, a good middle, and then you get to the back end. And the bitterness is lacking. It's not enough. I've never had it where it's too much bitterness. I've had it where it's less bitter and more sour. Just because of some of the hops they've used. We think, well, let's use kind of new world hops and things like this. And use more like an American style. And yeah, you're not getting the bitterness anymore. You're getting more of a sourness. So you're getting kind of pithiness and everything else. And it's at the back of the throat, not the roof of the mouth. And you're getting all this and you're thinking, no, 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 no. Well, this is nice because they've got everything just nicely balanced. And for me, it's a good, traditional, simple Yorkshire bitter. And when I say simple, I'm not kind of detracting from it. It's supposed to be a kind of simple beer. It's not supposed to be a complex beer. Um, it's just... It's slightly one-dimensional. The reason is it, it, it's everything is to kind of get to the kind of bitterness at the end, and that's why it's called a bitter. Um, but it's not as easy. I mean, it sounds simple and everything else, but it's not easy to achieve because you, you have to give it the respect. You have to use good ingredients. But you have to know what you're doing and you have to obviously get the recipe right and consistency is another thing that's a big problem with brewing. And yeah, I don't know what the consistency is like this. This is the problem. You don't always get the full picture of what a brewery is like or what it's doing. By tasting one bottle, yeah, it could be fine, but maybe from the next batch it may be slightly different and not quite as good. Or it might even be even better, you don't know, but... For me, this beer is uh, it's what I like. It'd be nice to have this on, on cask. It'd be nice to have to try it on cask. Um, it's fairly nice in the bottle. And I think it'd be a lot nicer on cask, which, of course, is what they're traditionally made for. They're not really made for bottles or cans. These type of traditional beers really should be drunk on cask, and they are a different animal if they're on cask. They pour differently, there's a far different mouthfeel and everything else to it. And that's the beer in its prime because, again, it's fresh, it's done at the right temperature. And, yeah, my view is if you're going to want to appreciate traditional beer is go and try it in the cask if possible. Go to local pubs, go to pubs. Now, again, one of the problems is bad pubs can ruin beers because they don't manage their casks well and you end up getting you know, off beers or beers that are basically deteriorated in quality because they haven't really kind of maintained them, looked after them, or are selling past their kind of uh, 
shelf life. A cask really should only be two to three days kind of max. If you're starting to get to day four and five, then yeah. And again, if it's at the wrong temperatures and everything else, or if you haven't kind of a, um, how would you say, uh, managed it um, in the right way, then yes. One of the big problems is, is when you're there. Um, allowing the casks to settle because you've got to, one of the major things is that you've got to set them up in the right way so when it runs out you're ready to basically go with the next cask and everything else and they've got to have time to settle so you've got to give them time to settle or from being delivered and things like that they've got to get down to the right temperature um, and all these type of things so the best way to drink these beers is in a pub on cask. But again, unfortunately, that's a bit of a dying art in a lot of places that uh, they don't really have cellar in a lot of pubs nowadays. And uh, it's all kind of done by the landlords. And again, it just depends what the landlords like and what their attitude is towards traditional beers. Because it is a lot more hassle than, say, changing your kegs for your kind of Carling Laggers and Fosters and Peronis and Stellas and all this nonsense and your, even your Guinness from that point of view. But uh, when you're tapping casks and things like this, well, it's got to be done right. You've also got to make sure that the air doesn't get in and things like that. And yeah, you've got to do it in a, in a good way and you've got to know what you're doing. So yeah, I have been to pubs where I've had... In fact, the last bitter I actually had on cask was undrinkable because the beer was off. <laughs> so there you go. That says a lot. So that was my kind of uh, last uh, attempt of enjoying a bitter. And it was a local bitter down in uh, Devon. And it was a local pub. And it was just crap. It really was. So I took a couple of sips and said, no, that's fucked. Basically, you, you, you've, it's off. Absolutely off. Just dreadful. And uh, yeah, that was it. I didn't, I didn't stay for anything more. I didn't look for anything else they had. I thought, right, that's it. The guy I was with, I said, right, you finish your drink and then we'll head because I'm not looking for anything else. Um, no, quit while you're ahead. And that's what you have to do. So, yeah, you're not really getting the the real effect from the bottle, but it's still better than nothing. So what would I give this out of 10? Well, seeing it's one of my kind of favourite Stella beers and it's done quite well, that's a good thing because I've had plenty of them that haven't been done, whether they're Yorkshire bitters or any other type of bitter beer. Um, but yeah, it's actually quite a nice Yorkshire bitter. Uh, I like it. There's enough malt there so it's got enough body. Could you add a little bit more malt? You could do. You could slightly ramp up a little bit more and just give it a bit more body. But for sessionable-wise and everything else, I think it's it's not too bad. It's it's fairly, you know, fairly close to being in the right place. And uh, if you look at it, because sometimes, yeah, you want beers to have bodies and other times you don't. And with this one, I just think the way the flavours are and everything else, I don't want it to have too much body because... The flavours are set up for it to be quite sessionable. The flavours are nice and clean. 
Um, they're easily distinguished and identified, but they're not overpowering. They're not overly rich or anything like that. And I just think it it's set up. They set it up as a more kind of sessionable drinking ale, and I think that's what they've achieved. And I don't think it needs any more body. Uh, I think what it's got is enough. So out of ten, what would I give this? Hmm. I give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven. I don't know what the price is, and uh, but yeah, I think it's a quite a comfortable seven. Not a problem. I, I like it. Um, I don't know what this powered by beer is. I don't know what that means. It's just strange. I'm not a big fan of um, pairing notes and labels and all this nonsense. I mean, if I'm basically having a beer, I can pick and choose. I'm quite capable of understanding. Yeah, that's beer. Yeah, that'll go quite well with that. I'll have that. I'll have that type of beer if I'm having something to eat and things like that. I'm, I'm quite capable of working out myself, you know. I can turn around and think, well, a good Yorkshire better. Well, I'm not going to have it with some sticky toffee pudding, now. You know, seriously, you know. But hey, would I believe them if they put it on the label? Would I bollocks? So yeah, it's a nice beer. I would recommend it. Give it a go. I just wish I had a bit more of them to kind of have a bit of a session. But yeah, uh, the Joshua Jane, Yorkshire better, 3.7%. 500 mil, 7 out of 10. Yeah. If you see it going about and grab a couple of bottles, I would recommend it. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye for now.